0: comfortably smug return from the Memphis Bass Pro Shop Pyramid with a serious bout of food poisoning. Does he have COVID? Today, on the Ruthless Variety Program.
1: Republicans seek to
2: take control of the House of Representatives.
1: Republicans are going to retake both the House and Senate.
2: A liberal MSNBC hosts warning Democrats about the potential for a red
1: wave. Do we have any sort of canary in the coal mine type indications of where we may be headed on that front. Fox News is calling the Virginia governor's race for Republican Glenn Youngkin. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny.
2: Ooh, we'll preserve- Welcome to the Ruthless Friday program. We've got a very big one with a full cast of characters. Yeah, here Smug today. is back. He's back. He's good here. Good to be back. Hey, pal. It's nice to see you. Good to be here. I appreciate the
3: prayers, well-wishers, everything. How I mean, about this
2: song? Do you appreciate the song? The song was great. Let it's me tell good.
3: you, I felt, I, you know... You don't know what you mean to people until you realize they made like this great song for you. But the intro today is
0: unsolved mystery. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, we still
2: don't know. We're taking a bit of a risk. We've got Smug here in studio. In right. studio. Uh, but we're going to be administering a test.
3: <laughs> I'm taking a COVID test. A Rapid. I mean, I mean, this is this is the program. We bring the folks truth. <laughs> we are a beacon of honesty, and so you know. Full disclosure: we're going to do it,
4: Ash, Ashbrook. Can you run us through that? Yeah. So, so what we, we have a a rapid test for smug. We're going to administer the test right now. I can see
2: then- it over there. It's got like you've got all kinds of like instruction manuals out. You've got like uh, oh my god, yeah. look at this swab. It, it's, it's yeah, the real so, deal one.
4: Yeah. So what we have here is like a nine inch swab, and what oh, and Jesus. we're going to. Uh, Ring it around both of his nostrils.
2: Take uh, your and, pants and, off, yeah, exactly. smug. That's,
4: that's. well, that's the other part of the test.
0: <laughs> are we? Are we sure this is nasally administered?
3: <laughs> I, I'm only. I'm not, I'm not like
0: uh, the diplomats.
3: That the Chinese people.
0: Defiled. We're
2: not going. We're not going the Chinese. The Chinese version. government
3: will defile those poor people. I'm not going through
4: this. <laughs> What's this other thing you have here? This little card. Yeah. So what I have, I've got a swa- a nine inch swab okay. that we're gonna we're gonna insert into his. Um, both of his nostrils. And, and the and thing also about that is, is,
3: is yeah. the uh, protocol changed over the course of COVID? Like they used okay. to be, like basically touch the brain. That's no longer necessary. Like oh. science has said, you don't have to. I like to that touch he's an brain. expert
0: because he said COVID so many times. Yeah, yeah, twice, I, uh, it's it's twice. three rounds, of old 30, of old 30, maybe, three. Maybe, maybe three, maybe 3
5: twice.
4: All right, we're gonna we're gonna pull out the specimen. Okay, we we have we have a control substance. What kind of test we doing here? Well, this is a test that we re- received from CVS, okay. a great American company, <laughs> All right. and um, we're going to administer this on the program live, live. for everybody right yeah. now. Yeah. I so mean, that's right exciting. And,
2: and do we, let me just ask, uh, when you administer the test and, and then you put you do things with it, uh, how long does it take for us to know the answers?
4: It's going to take from the beginning of the program to the end of the program. Wow. Okay. Wow. You can't beat it. Okay.
3: And, you know, I I I, I, uh, I, I, know I don't have COVID. I don't wish COVID on anyone, but it would be hilarious for this shit
2: to turn up positive. Just well, for the laugh <laughs> if he did, I, I'd have to dead sprint out of his side. I got six
4: feet. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, let's find out. And, and for folks listening at home, maybe you guys can describe what's happening here okay. while yeah. we administer. Yeah, we no, no, no. I'm, I'm happy to do I'll a do play so, by hold play. Hold on one second. I got the
0: applicator uh, right here.
2: Ashbrook has taken off of his headphones. He's pushed his chair back. He's heading to the right.
0: With the applicator. I like that he used the word applicator. He's
2: moving in 10 yards, 5 yards, and here he is arriving at Smug's location. Smug has tipped his head back. The applicator has been removed. It is into his nostril. His right nostril. He's he's doing circles. Yeah, 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 he's he's doing circles, 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 circles. spin the Q-tip. Yeah, there you go. There wow. There. Oh, yeah. No, that's a deep. Oh boy. Oh. Oh boy. <laughs> 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 okay. So now we have what appears to be. I mean, we have a specimen. We have a sample
3: that is 100% officially done. That. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. That, that, Smug. How do you feel? I mean, that was close to the brain. I feel <laughs> Ashbrook
2: like... got up there, so I, I'm, I'm. I have confidence that is a reliable specimen. Okay, so he's got the specimen now, Ashbrook. What will you do with this swab? So right now we're putting it
4: into the into the system. It looks uh, like a scantron. Yeah, it does. Like 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 one of
0: those standardized tests you would take in high school. Well yeah, that's, that's a, not That's delay. exactly, that's that's exactly l- what it let's is. We're get putting that it into in the there.
4: system. We're gonna apply five drops of the solution. Okay. Okay. And then by the end of the show we'll know whether it's positive or negative.
2: Okay. So I'm looking at the swab which appears to be going into the system.
3: And and, and you read the directions before you did this? Oh, yeah, yeah no, he, okay. he
5: drew it three he, times. So he times. knows what he's
2: doing. Yeah, so it seems like he's basically a doctor smug at this point. Yeah, I mean, I buy it. Uh, it's going into, appears like there's a little mm-hmm. bit of trouble getting it into the system. I mean, sometimes you just got to push it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, there it is. and It's
0: like a Capri Sun. Like he had to like
2: that's a good Yeah.
0: He had to like it pop is, the top.
2: It's very caprice unlike. Okay, so it's in and now, now the solution is being applied. On the top. Oh, uh, there it is. I see it. Okay. Okay. Okay, here we are.
4: Solution is in.
2: All right. And off we go.
4: The adhesive has <coughs> been uh has been.
2: Yeah, because you like seal exposed. this thing shut, it's
3: like a, a little greeting card. With okay. a Q-tip shoved it's into closed.
4: it. It's closed. The control is visible, and so is the sample. Folks, we'll tell you by the end of the show. Oh, wow. this is a lovely wow. way to
2: start. Okay, so a big, a a, big can can reveal. big we get a shot of that?
3: We'll, we'll, we'll uh, tweet it out with the episode.
2: It's a, it's a little bit like Maury Povich, right? We expect that Smug at the end of this will be dancing. We hope he's going to be dancing. Yeah, if it comes you, back any other way, we got You never want to say problems. you're the father. Yeah, no, you don't want that. You
3: certainly
5: Unless don't. you do. Unless you do. Unless you do.
2: Fellas, I while we're, we're uh, testing all of of this, wait, uh, hold on. I have a I have a reaction out of Ashbrook. Does
3: it already say? I thought it takes a while.
4: It's going to take a minute. Okay. The initial reaction was not positive. Not positive. I'm, I'm, I'm confident that in 15 minutes we'll learn.
3: Not positive in the sense of scientifically not positive, not like not the desired, right? We're going to know
2: by the end of the show. All right, well, we'll okay. Learn. Well, I'm pushing back from the table. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna maintain six feet from the rest here but but let's let this go fellas there are a couple of things that I want to cover off the top um, one of the platforms that we're on Spotify yes uh, today apparently sent out to all of their their users of the platform what they think is you know like their their favorite podcast
3: the like year-end wrap-up where they're like hey here's who you listen to yeah the like most. Your, your
0: listening habits all that sort of stuff yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: B- before we get this d- has anyone checked their stats no. i haven't checked mine yet yeah no man. no it, it was fascinating to me i mean it's not it's not uh entirely unpredictable it was like okay your most listened artist
2: felonious monk and also like felonious
3: <laughs> monk featuring coltrane like, yeah awesome. right <laughs>
2: Huge yeah, surprise! Yeah, no, I haven't checked mine yet. But what I was really gratifying is I didn't, I didn't obviously know that Spotify was going to be sending this, but my my inbox was just absolutely filled. I loved it with Minions sending in like this is their number one podcast, mm-hmm. and it was God, it's just a gratifying. And it, experience.
3: And it says because it's so cool they kept the data. They're like,
2: this is how many episodes you listen to, how many minutes,
3: how many minutes. Yeah. So like, I was getting uh, screenshots. People are sending me. Keep sending them. Yeah. Send them send them to the program. I'm going to keep retweeting them. I mean it is amazing. Thank you all so much. You see like uh listened to like 70 episodes and 3000 minutes and I was like I mean I was ready to record. I was ready to record today. Like I mean this morning I was still feeling out of it but I was
2: like the hell with that. I'm going into the studio. Oh, it's just so great. It's just an awesome awesome feeling. So anyway, um we appreciate your listenership. We appreciate the fact that it's been a a year. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Crazy year, and I feel like we've matured as a program in some ways and immatured in others, Uh, (laughs) as evidenced by the fact that we're actually conducting a live COVID test.
0: Yeah, I think the immaturing was the most important part. I think that's probably right.
2: Yeah. I think that's probably right.
3: It's like a fine bourbon. We aged, we we were very oaky and and, and, and (laughs) with a good, you know, wheat mash.
2: Can I get, before we get into the meat of the program, can I get a little review of the pyramid in Memphis? Oh,
3: yes. Happily. I mean, this, folks, so uh, for Thanksgiving, uh, family and I traveled through Tennessee, specifically Nashville and Memphis. Nashville, wonderful place. Everyone in Tennessee, uh, I actually, uh, when I was checking into the hotel in Nashville, I went to the bar as usual. You gotta check out the hotel bar first of all. Oh, it's, Before it's, I even check in, I check out it's the hotel a must. bar. Yeah. Uh they had a great bourbon selection. Oh, great nice. old fashioned. And uh wouldn't you know there were there were listeners of the program sitting at the, at bar. the bar with I, you? I'm not kidding you. They were, I mean, as all in my experience, as all listeners of the program, just the kindest, best folks rolled up, shook my hand, said we love the program. That's awesome. I, I love was it, like, man. man, this is awesome awesome maybe felt maybe felt amazing um nashville's wonderful and then uh when we got down to memphis we stayed at the bass pro pyramid you know so
0: so for the listeners uh smug right now is wearing a bass
3: pro shops hat it is i I I assume you got it there right let me tell you like for adult males it feels like bass pros like disneyland the bass pro pyramid yeah it's like i don't know 20,000 square feet of like guns and fishing equipment you can fish inside and they got crocodiles in there they got they got fish in there they got everything a a dude would want in there i mean i was in heaven and and, i mean you can you can guess the crowd skews probably like 99% conservative yeah folks are there with their kids oh, everyone yeah. like i did not see a there's christmas trees everywhere yes i did not see a single person there who wasn't smiling this uh, is like the happiest place on earth everyone's having a great time
2: um did you fire a lure into one of the fish tanks
3: so so here's the thing is they have they have a a, a setup where you can like fire your own guns and and bow and arrows but you have to bring your own oh, oh. and you know i did not bring my own firearm or bow and arrow sadly next time i'll know because it's you'll not going to be my last time in the pyramid. But, folks, if, if you have a chance, uh, I would drop by because that was, I mean, I, I had a ball. I but, had a ball.
2: But don't eat at the airport is your is your so, so
3: that's 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 what ended up happening to me is I had a late flight out of Memphis, uh, went through the Charlotte airport, which, I mean, I love the Charlotte airport. It was maybe like 10, 10.30 at night. I hadn't eaten all day uh i was like yeah, uh, let's see what's open in the airport i was praying there's a bojangles in that airport and i love bojangles <laughs> yeah, so much right sadly bojangles is closed the only place open i won't name it
2: you won't name it what a classy yeah, gentleman
3: yeah i'm a classy gentleman uh they're like uh okay so
0: this is in the atrium this is correct this is right, so atrium this by is the rock where chair. The, the adirondack sort of rocking chairs are in the charlotte for anybody who knows the charlotte airport it's great it's
3: yeah great. And so uh, I was like, okay, can I have the pulled pork and chopped chicken? Like, I only eat alliteration. I was pulled pork, chopped chicken. Okay. And like, okay. all right, we don't have chopped chicken. All we have left today is, you know, we can get you the pulled pork, but all we have left is uh, the turkey. And it should have occurred to me at the time that like, all it's you like have left. like three day old turkey. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not like.
0: Leftover turkey. You hmm. know,
3: you do not want to be at a place where they're like, well, we let our meat sit here. And uh, that's it. It's not like we, you know. Hey, we 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 make our meat. That hey, another batch is going to show up at you know x amount of time. Like, it's like it's
0: like asking for the ham five days after
3: Easter. And and and, and, and so I'm like, it's not good, not good. It doesn't not occur good. to me because I'm 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 starving, and uh, I get my tray, I sit down to eat, and it doesn't occur to me. But in hindsight. I'm drinking, or I'm, I was basically drinking. It's like turkey and red water. Oh, right? dude! dude I have like, no more. I can't oh yeah. hear anymore. Oh, yeah. Honestly, Ooh. you're gonna make,
2: you're gonna, the story alone is gonna give oh. me.
3: And, and here's the thing: the small mercy. And I had folks who were telling me because when I was like, I got food poisoning. Just let folks know, like you will probably not hear from me for for, for a little bit of time. Uh, people were like, "Man, I I got food poisoning when I was on a cross country flight. Man, that must have been awful because like." You know, thank Ugh. God for small mercies. I I I I you got caught home. my caught my short uh, caught short flight, and uh, as soon as I, I I walked in, I'm like laying down, and I'm like, oh my god, and all horrible. hell <laughs> breaks loose in my life. <laughs> my body is essentially ex- just, just, just exploding. It's, it's just, just rejecting. It's just dying. It's like, well, <laughs> you've made a mistake. It's time to pay for it in the worst possible ways. It was it was a horror. Might as horrors. well have
2: gotten in the bathtub at that
3: point. Yeah. I mean, on the smart play. <laughs> If I had known the horrors that await, would've just been in the bathtub, get naked, go on in the, the bath- shower, and just like wept for 48 hours. <laughs> because essentially, you're gonna do that, cause you're just running back and forth. So, like, you know, pro tip: if you get food poisoning, just go into the bathtub and weep. Turn
2: turn on a it, turn on a warm shower
3: yeah, and
2: just go. Just there. weep
3: because that's what's gonna happen. You know, make it easy for yourself. Oh my god! So it was a horrific experience, but I am incredibly grateful. To our listeners who who wish me well, said such wonderful things, and to you folks who, who made that awesome song. We sang a song. We did. We, we sang really a song for you. You know, brings a tear to my Which eye. Which
2: I think was one of our better songs, to be honest great with you. Song. Great song. Very well composed. Great song. I, and I
3: was saying, like, I uh, 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 had an angel who was so kind to take care of me during my horrible, horrible experience. I was like, listen, if. If I die, cremate the body immediately. Merrick Garland is going to drag me through the street. <laughs> there was mockery. a young lady who stayed with you. At, at Just during an that. absolute
2: kind angel. God
5: bless she, her. She,
2: God bless her is right. I don't even know who she is, but God bless her 100% because God bless her. I, I feel like uh, that is an important yeah. piece of your development.
3: Oh yeah, I mean let me. I, I mean I would be. i I'd have croaked. Yeah. In, in the absence of that, have it croaked, would have been so. the end. Thank thank God it is over. I am glad to be here and I can't wait till that show or uh till till the test says negative. Oh on the, the test
0: that you think the test will vindicate you.
3: Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well like, I'm kinda hoping that too, given the fact that we're all sitting in the same studio. But but either way Wait,
3: wait, wait,
4: can I ask a question? Did you buy any guns? Did you buy a banjo minnow? What did you do in terms of hunting and fishing? So here's the sad a rod. thing is
3: everywhere that I have always like lived, resided is like awful about the liberties Guns. which God endowed you know, there upon you go, us. Pal. So it sucks. I'm hoping in the future to relocate somewhere that allows individuals to express their God given rights because, man, I mean, the selection they had there, I was like, I want a gun today. Like, <laughs> it was so awesome. <laughs> Duncan would have loved it. It was yes. like, dude, this is your Candyland. I know. This is the coolest place ever.
0: Man, I on that Thanksgiving episode, you know, when I was telling you I wanted you to rack a shotgun in your family's face, <laughs> I was just very jealous. It just, it that What was I wild
3: is like they were down. Like I, I had my family. We, we were going through the like all you know. They were uh, looking the gun at the gun stuff section. Too. They're like, this stuff looks cool. Why? Really? Like, Not gonna lie, this even stuff the lips. Cool. Yeah, the libs. I mean, you can't deny. It. Like I can't remember what the name of this gun was that they had. It was like a fifty caliber. I mean, the thing looked fucking cool
2: i mean it looked <laughs> beyond cool and they're like yeah it looks cool i have to admit it looks cool i love it i love it all right let's get into some meat of the program here uh smug i want to start because we sorely missed you on tuesday for a, a likewise for a, a a large amount of reasons but uh one of those is your hobby horse which uh, is dark money that's right so i want to talk about a hoe
3: it, it, exactly can but we
2: talk about a hoe we got a dark money hoe to talk about folks okay
3: And it is Dale Ho, who's been nominated to be a judge, I believe, for the Southern District of New York, which is a big, you know, it's a major court. Um, And here's why this is important. Number one, the reason this infuriates me is the hypocrisy. You know, like uh, you've got these clowns like Sheldon Whitehouse who are like, my God, Republican dark money groups are taking over the courts. And then over the past week, as we told listeners of the program— left-wing dark money to the order of like over 1.6 billion that's dollars insane was used to influence elections um it's you know, it's
2: also how you got prosecutors like the one that we bingo. saw in milwaukee yes
3: yes and that's exactly it and 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 wait like, that's it's it's not all
4: american money right isn't th- there like a swiss guy exactly
3: it's a uh, foreign uh, guy Hansburg, uh, uh hansberg this Hans- this uh, uh, the swiss he's a swiss national the guy is not an american but he, he is sending tens, hundreds of millions. Foreign dollars. influence. Exactly. Like, I was told <laughs> foreign influence in our elections is bad. And, like, the left-wing, you know, Dems, they're all so happy to take his money. Like, you know, uh, especially Sheldon Whitehouse. He loves his sugar daddy, Hans Borg Wiss, the Swiss national, who sends money over to these left-wing groups like Demand Justice, who want to pack the courts. Right. And, um, and, and they spend on elections. Uh, they spend on things like this. Well, so what's this hoe up to? So this is what this hoe's up to. So Dale Ho, uh, who quite literally has taken money from dark money groups, right? He, he, he worked for uh, the, the Voting Rights Project at the ACLU. And let me tell you basically what, what he was doing while, while he was there. Is, uh, folks who, who, who are hip to this might know about a year ago, he was fighting the Trump administration, trying to make it so that illegal aliens are counted the same as citizens.
5: For, oh, yeah, I remember For this. the census. For the
3: census. Right. right. So basically trying to get federal dollars and representatives. I remember,
2: you know, the funny thing is, so I went on Fox and a very uh, un-nuanced view on all of this, as you might imagine, uh, was very against the idea that you count anyone who's not American citizen. That's right. In, in terms of being, because because for a variety of reasons. One, it's congressional district redistricting. Huge, They're very important. Right? So, and two, it's American taxpayer dollars that's, that's right. awarded based upon these census deals. I remember getting attacked up and down by the left for having this position, which I can't believe is controversial. Like, I can't believe. It's stunning. It's stunning. There are people in this country who genuinely believe that we should count non-American citizens as American citizens for the purposes of taxpayer dollars
3: for to to decide our elections and how the money that we give the government is apportioned. That's right. that's the, that's the thing. Is this is the left now, and it's important to recognize. So that's this Ho's deal. That's the, that's this Ho's deal. Is he was he was the tip of the spear pushing this, right? <laughs> this guy Dale Ho was the tip of the spear pushing this, and now they want to make him a judge. And the thing is, is that. Uh, so, 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 our friend of the program, personal, personal friend Matt Whitlock is always, always great on this. He's, he's got like a
2: yeah, that dude's great on Twitter. He, you should follow. him. Yeah,
3: absolutely, follow him on on Twitter. He's got great vision about this stuff coming out like way ahead, and and he always keeps me abreast of what's going on in terms of their ju- judicial maneuvers. Because here's the play: it's it's we need to sink Dale Ho's nomination, but it's bigger than that because. The play that they have here is it's these liberal dark money groups that are basically just trying to get what they paid for. Yeah. They they want policies, right? But they know Dems don't want to run on this. Right. They would lose. And and they
0: haven't been able to advance it in Congress, exactly. right? And so and so, you know, they, they spent the better part of a year telling us that fascism was on the rise in America and we had to pass HR one and mm-hmm. HR four and all this bullshit. To basically take over elections, federalize elections, right? And they couldn't get any of that stuff passed. And so now their new play is that they get lunatics like Ho yep. in on the courts to do it through the judicial system.
3: That's the thing is stop they, that Ho. That's the thing is is never they, trust a Ho. They, they they know that they cannot. <laughs> I know get, that song. They, no no like legislate. No elected official wants to run on. Hey guys, let's just make illegal aliens citizens. What right? Right. And also,
0: and and it's a a slippery slope, right? Like it's what they really believe and, and don't, don't believe any liberal who tells you otherwise, what they actually want Is every illegal immigrant in this country to cast a ballot, and for that to be legal?
5: Yeah, and 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 this
3: is what it is: is it's incrementally trying to get that done, right? And they can't get it done at the ballot box, so they want this guy in as a judge, right? Right. And then here's the here's a here's the like double header to this is he's backed by left wing dark money groups, you know, the same ones who are paying him such as Demand Justice, who, who, listeners of our show... Isn't that that Fallon, dude? It's that clown, Brian Fallon's group. Oh, that guy. guy. The
2: last time I interacted with that guy, I asked him how it felt to get two Supreme Court judges slammed down his throat. (laughs)
3: Yeah, yeah. So so basically, Brian Fallon is a former Hillary campaign guy who never recovered from being destroyed like that. Uh, And Demand Justice is one of these groups. It's the premier left-wing dark money group that's pushing to pack the courts, which means let's add justices to the supreme court and dale ho this is all the reason that they are backing him this is they're like pincer maneuver is they want a judge who is going to okay crazy crazy left-wing policy that that these dark money billionaires want and have paid for like county illegal aliens essentially as citizens for you know census and eventually you know you'll see to vote but if if that gets overturned by you know by the grace of God, President Trump gave us a Supreme Court that respects the Constitution. If the Supreme Court is like, "Hey, that's nuts," then demand justice is like, "That's why we said pack the court, folks. That's their play here. Right? That's the that's the game yeah, that's they're the playing play. here, folks." Every, Dale every, Ho is a piece of the puzzle. Everything you've just described
4: is makes sense in in one way or another. But let's be honest: what it is they really want is to make it easier to elect democrats for that's it office
3: that's it that's the bottom line is they and want for, they just want forever power
4: and when they say voting rights what they actually mean is elect democrats yeah they, i'm
2: they so want, tired i on the so, scale you're it, such it, a great point yes Ashbrook. that's exactly it i am so tired of anybody talking about this debate as though it's voter rights there is no person in this country that is enfranchised that is an american citizen who is not Currently enfranchised by anything that they're talking about, right? No, no. I mean, the thing is, is if you're an American citizen, you can vote. Bottom line, that's great. That's it. You know, and and that, and that's the way that it should be. And yet, their whole thing is to frame this around voting rights, as if there is an American citizen that is precluded from the election. <laughs>
0: it, yeah. it, it is yeah. absurd. It's an absurd level of gaslighting. Oh, it's you know, Because it's like you can vote on election day, you can vote early, or you can get an absentee ballot, but that's not enough. What they want to do is they want to mail ballots to everybody across the country with no signature verification. They want to do twenty-four hour vote, you know, vote vote harvesting in Democratic precincts and say. You know, this is democracy. (laughs) And it's like... They're not spending money in the rural parts of the state no, they doing 24-hour voting. They don't give a shit. And, and they want to not s- doing drop boxes every every 100 feet from people in the rural areas. I don't areas. see a lot
2: of Democrats out working the hollers of Eastern Kentucky yeah, right. make sure that those That's people tend right. no, to no, vote.
0: No, 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 they want 24-hour voting in their precincts. They want mail ballots to every person in the country, regardless of whether they still live in the state, whether they can verify their signature. None of this is about enfranchising a single
3: fucking person. Here, no. And, and what Dale Ho personally wanted is... For regions that have more illegal citizens, illegal aliens, to get greater representation. Yeah. That's it right there. Here's what what
4: Democrats are missing. Here's what Democrats are missing. Uh, Hispanic voters do not want to be assigned with some woke label, Latinx. Yeah. They came here and they're like, oh, okay, well, you're telling me my last, you know, our ethnicity ends with an X. Yeah. News to us. By the way, they're voting for Republicans. Yep. Yeah. Well, that, because they don't want their taxes to go up. They don't want the country to be ruined.
2: Yeah. It Guess turns. It, it turns they out they have Right. They have in, the in exact. Virginia.
4: They have the exact
0: same
2: issues that every other American has. Well, what do we have? We've had like ten or eleven guests on the variety program, Latino guests, Republican elected officials, who speak so perfectly to this. Right. right? That this is what Ashbrook just said is a hundred percent true. And it's just a nightmare. I, I want to move on though because we got a lot. Last love
3: thing, it. I just want to close it with this thought because I thought Senator Kennedy did a great job noting this uh, during the hearing. Is uh, Kennedy noted that nominee Dale Ho said Republicans were infected with an, quote anti democratic virus quote Ho That's says so he doesn't think stupid. he said that during the hearing. He said this, <laughs> and then here's the here's the quote from the New York Times, folks quote. There is an anti-democratic virus that has spread in mainstream Republicanism among mainstream Republican elected officials, said Dale Ho, director of the Voting Rights Project at the ACLU. It's just a liar. And that loss of faith in the machinery of democracy is a much bigger problem than any individual lawsuit. It's outrageous. Machinery of democracy.
4: Dale Ho. They don't want to pay more in taxes. Like, like, Republicans have have a an ability to win these votes without without any effort that we haven't even we haven't even talked
3: the, about. The, basically this is another incremental attempt by Democrats to take over the voting system that they're like, "Oh, it's under attack." Well, it's under attack by the left, it's under attack by these left-wing dark money groups and under attack by Dale Ho. We got to sink that nomination. So
2: so in sum, what you're saying if I've heard you correctly, is it's a lion hoe?
3: That's right. That's right, folks. That's it. In some. perfect. Okay. okay.
2: All right. Moving on, but there's one other uh, dark money piece that I wanted to get to because the dem- dem- democracy. Jesus, listen to me. I can barely speak. Democracy Integrity Project. <laughs> I love that name. I mean, oh my God! Which is this is one of these left wing funded outfits that has been all over the place. Dark money. Mm-hmm. Who knows who's who's funded this thing? Um they paid $926,000 to folks behind the Steele dossier. Oh wow, in which is 2020. Like
3: the the Roach Motel of misinformation. That
2: Steele oh, dossier. Oh, so Christopher Steele got $521,000 from he, the Quote Democracy Integrity Project. They're Fusion? doing
0: the integrity. Yeah. Yeah, integrity. They
3: they're helping the democracy.
2: <laughs> Fusion GPS at $405,000. Mm-hmm. Advanced Democracy, which is another nonprofit that is linked to this paid uh, fusion another 140k I mean what you get the picture here right mm-hmm. what we're talking about is everything behind the steel dossier and Democratic dark money or what have you has fund not only funded what has corrupted our country over four years and, and broken our Justice department and and basically our news media yes but it's also made this person rich the guy the guy who is responsible for all of this, has collected, you know, seven figures off of just making things up out of thin air.
3: It turns out that the fake news is a profitable business Mm. for these individuals who are, like, preserving democracy. Like, it's insane that for four years during the Trump administration, the mainstream media reported as fact— that oh my gosh this president this administration they are compromised by russia and all that has now been shown to be completely false but for four years they conditioned our country into believing we're under attack our president is compromised by russia and and there is there's no apologies there are no consequences that these individuals are being forced to face i i
0: have to give a little bit of credit to Ken Vogel at the New York Times. Huge yes. credit. Huge credit. Who, who did a whole thread of all of these liberal dark money groups? I really appreciate it. The one I want to highlight is Yonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, through Advanced Democracy, which you mentioned earlier, Holmes got $540,000. These folks wrote the Senate Intel report on Russian Are social media ops. Are you kidding me? They wrote it. They wrote it in, 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 for the twenty sixteen election. You know what they also did? Uh, they were linked to the whole uh, Russian disinformation campaign in the Alabama Senate race that we've talked about previously on the program.
3: That's okay. Ooh. So we, we, we should we should let the folks who didn't hear that episode know. So essentially, who? What was his name? The billionaire, the left wing billionaire who helped uh, Reed Hoffman, Re- the guy, Reed. the
0: guy from LinkedIn. This guy from LinkedIn, Reed Hoffman, you know, tech billionaire. Garbage, uh,
2: garbage human being Horrible. right
0: and he funded a effort in the Alabama special election race um you know basically attacking Roy Moore as a puppet of, of Russia this is like the, the early halcyon days of of Russiagate right mm-hmm. where like you know you could take any sort of slop to the left-wing media and be like hey this person's a Russian puppet and they'd write it they would right? And so, through all these groups, what they had done in the Alabama special election, this 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 U.S. Senate race, is buy Russian bots and basically run a false flag operation, right? Like buy Russian bots and have these Russian bots, you know, tweet out stuff, basically positive a more about the Republican
2: version of what the Lincoln Project did to Glenn Young. Right, right, right,
0: right, right. But they would tweet out, you know, positive stuff about the Republican, and then the people who bought the bots. Would go to the media and say, "Hey, look, Russia wants the Republican to win, and it was totally fucking it's, fake." It's, it's, it's oh, a man.
3: true false flag. A it's true a true false, false flag, flag setup,
2: right? Man, yeah. Well.
3: And so that is the group, the same group that was involved in that, provided uh, uh, the Senate with they wrote
0: the intel report. That is insane. That's insane.
3: Yeah, I want more on that.
2: That's that's outrageous. we got to
0: bring these people back and haul them in front of Congress. I agree. The second that we have control of the fucking gavel again, I want all these people hauled before it. Congress. I want to hear so, it from Reid Hoffman. Yeah.
3: It, here, here's the number. So uh, the, uh, the Democracy Integrity Project and Advanced Democracy paid their CEO, uh, Daniel Jones, who worked on that Trump Tower Alpha Bank server story. Yeah, Where the bullshit there? story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A total of four hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars. So I mean, it's just (laughs) fake news. This fake news, democracy garbage that the left has.
0: There will be no accountability until we demand it and we get it. We're gonna. No one else is. No one else is going to give it to us without us taking it.
1: Yeah. You
0: know.
2: All right, fellas, I want to lighten it up a little bit. Okay. Um, I saw a survey Mm -hmm. about Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. and there's a survey that says that two in three. Say that there at least one relative at a gathering has had too much to drink. It seems low.
3: It does seem low.
2: Well, uh, what <laughs> I'm should, trying to there's not enough higher. listeners of the program <laughs> if it's only two out of three. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like is the third that just the person who drank too much. Yeah, like what, what's going on here? I mean, we we have provided explicit
0: direction. It seems like a survey taken by a bunch of narks. Yeah, like yeah. like you it, you are not people. doing the holidays correctly if you are not overindulging
3: and like to me the definition of drinking too much is like they were violent and causing problems well yeah that i mean that's, that's a it. different level yeah so but like it, people two, th- two like of, you steal two their car drive on.
2: it into a shallow
3: yeah, bunk, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they deserve it that's the thing is you know it's a very individual thing but like two out of three too much come on man
2: I mean, I look, forty seven percent say that politics is their least favorite dinner table discussion. That's Nonsense. so weak. That's, That's the the so weak. That's the best thing. That's so weak. Nonsense. It's the only thing that you should 100%. be talking about. forty three percent of people surveyed said leaving early is the most common faux pas. Who yeah. would leave early? You got yeah. a lot to eat. I mean, we've talked about this in our in our in our manual. Yeah. You, you don't leave at all. I mean, basically, you just, you're yeah. there to try to win. But well, you can't establish
0: dominance if you're the first person to leave the field. But you know what this tells me?
2: What? Two and three lose. Yeah. The one wow. remains. Wow. The one remains.
3: That could be it. We've revealed
2: you, the survey. And you, as the minions, as the listeners of the Variety Program are the winner. That is it. You're the one of three. Congratulations,
5: everyone.
3: I mean, this is crazy. These these numbers to me, they're just insane because number one, I'm never like, you know, thank God, I guess. I'm, I'm very blessed. I love hanging out with my family. I love eating a ton of great food. I love drinking a lot of great booze.
2: Like, you know, this, this is a great holiday situation for me. Who would leave? Who would be mad about that? Uh, seriously. All right. so I'm going to skip down a little bit. The, the one thing that I uh, want to mention because I think this is important news, U.S satellites are being attacked mm-hmm. every day. And smug, you've talked a lot about this, but the, here's a report because it's called the drive.com. I'm unfamiliar with the publication, but they say both China and Russia are regularly attacking. US satellites with non-kinetic means including lasers radio frequency jammers, and cyber attacks, U.S. Force Space Force General David Thompson says.
3: And, and this is the thing is, uh, number one, folks, remember how much the left ridiculed Space Force, being like, oh, wow, this is ridiculous. What is Trump doing? You are seeing the importance of what he accomplished and the necessity for Space Force. We've told you about how much russia and china have have accomplished in terms of hypersonic missiles and what they've been doing in terms of their their capabilities of not only having their own offensive satellites in space but how they can attack our satellites and and the importance of our satellites like gps is is controlled by satellites folks but this report is is discussing about how both china and russia regularly attack uh u.s satellites and this is key so uh, uh, David Thompson, the general for from U.S. Space Force, said that quote: "The Chinese are actually well ahead of China. They're fielding operational systems at an incredible rate.
2: Oh man! Like, or they're, uh, they're listen, ahead of Russia. Ignore yeah. Yeah. this, the Chinese, own, Let alone us. Right. This needs to be a voting issue, guys. And I understand that this is sort of esoteric. It's out there. It doesn't affect your pocketbook. It are it's things that like." You know, are out there and you only affect other people right up until the point where you can't watch TV and the only thing that you're watching is like China. That's right, state television. That's right, right. I mean, it. it this is not. I'm not being hyperbolic about that. That's this. the thing. That's
3: that's what scary is. I don't think the public has an appreciation for how far behind the Biden administration is letting America fall.
0: Well, of of course. Of course, they have no idea. And the reason why is because we spent the last four years acting like $100,000 of Facebook ads by some Russian bots. Stole our election. Stole our election. And in reality, there's like a much bigger game being played on the world stage between Russia and China and the United States. And where it's happening is in space. Where it's happening is with hypersonic missiles. Where it's happening is with rare earths. Yep. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. who's going to control the future? Great part uh, of our interview. Right. Of today. tech. Like, where's who, how are we going to control the future of tech in the world? And all we're doing is is, is talking about, oh, uh, Facebook ads. And that's bullshit. It's a distraction. And the only reason that that's the thing we're talking about is that's the thing that impacts Madison that's Avenue. Like, it, we, it, it, we, it impacts just, the people in fucking bedstye who make media.
2: And it doesn't impact how our country actually works. Guys, can we take a victory lap on Chris Cuomo? Yes. Finally. I mean, Finally, it it took, been, I can't
3: believe how long it took CNN to be like,
2: I, There's a couple of things that amused me about this. So you recall um, Chris Cuomo was outed for helping his brother try to basically repress the voices of people who accused him of all kinds of sexual malfeasance. And that came out over the summer. Well, now that there's a trial going on and what has come out is very specific allegations and, and in fact correspondence with Chris Cuomo. Where he, he's, he's like directing the battle on these things. It's wild. Right? So now, in the face of all of this, CNN has indefinitely suspended Chris Cuomo from his show. We've been talking about this for a long time. But, guys, the thing that made me laugh the hardest was our boy Stelter, mm-hmm. the yeah. potato. The yeah. potato. The, the potato. Ostensibly the media reporter. Oh, yes. The night before last, the media reporter <laughs> responded to all of these new allegations by saying, Well, listen, Cuomo said Chris Cuomo said he he talked about this and he's never going to talk about <laughs> it again. insane.
3: He yeah, was like, well, like he it, said it, he wasn't going to talk about it anymore, guys.
0: It's like a classic comms response of like, asked and answered.
3: Asked and answered?
0: Asked, asked and answered. He knew talked it, about this six months ago. <laughs> he said he wasn't going to talk about it anymore. So we. We obviously can't talk about it because he said this was the last word.
2: This guy is a spokesperson for CNN's business practices. He is not a reporter. He's certainly not a media reporter. Well, it's it's what we've talked about this
0: entire time, right? And, and, And I think one of the great things that we do here on the Variety program, in addition to revealing the hypocrisy of Democrats, is we reveal the hypocrisy of the media. I mean, I... I think for a lot of our listeners and, and, you know, my buddies back home and stuff who will text me, it's like, you know, what we do, I think, really well is reveal the theater of the process of media. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is, right? Because, you know, all of these companies have media reporters who, you know, are supposed to be... um, they're you supposed ch- to objectively right. report
2: on the media. They're right. supposed to say, like, this person did this wrong. This person did this right. right. So
4: you, you don't think Stelter is Planet Straight?
2: Oh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess my my, my my point is is that what, what, what CNN has or any of these companies really have is a super PAC arm. Mm. Like their media reporters are actually just yep, their super PAC. Right. That's the truth. That that is is used as an attack dog and they often against call their them opponents. The, like
3: disinformation, right? Desk or it, the, the,
0: it's just fucking fake. It's just fake.
3: And and what I gotta bring up is that uh, Tucker had this hilarious chiron on his show the other night. <laughs> <coughs> it says quote, CNN dwarf King Zucker unleashes eunuch stelter to announce
2: the Cuomo suspension. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. That's just so funny. good. My, my favorite part about Tucker, I can't even imagine what the legal department looks like surrounding because he just he gives zero fucks.
3: I love in that screenshot, he just has this smile on his face. Right. I, he just, I, well, He's having a great
2: What time. I appreciate
0: about him is that he never misses an opportunity to twist the knife.
3: And he never
2: misses. No, right. he never dude, misses. He's all over it. So, all right, um, guys, did you see this thing about the sex craze? elephant no i did not it's right up our alley first of all this is like i mean if it's you been want a while to, since
3: we've had like a horny segment on the show well
2: we had a horny segment on tuesday it was about an australian tennis player who couldn't play tennis because he was too horny too horny
3: yeah but
2: yet that. but yet he claimed total fidelity to his girlfriend at the same time which is,
0: <laughs> i can't believe you missed that you would have had some great days
2: yeah nick Carragos. So he was a great guy um but this one is a sex craze again the new york post what a treasure Terrifying footage shows a six-ton sex-crazed elephant charging a safari truck as tourists <laughs> flee for their lives. The 13-foot-tall testosterone-fueled Tusker. What a great writing. That is writing. a, great, love it. writing. a great, great writing. Great the writers writing. for yeah. the NY Post, top-notch. Which is in season for mating, had become enraged when two vehicles came close to its breeding herd. Both trucks came to a halt behind each other in the dirt. Uh, and, and and apparently, this thing just charged right at him.
5: Yeah,
3: I mean, I love the, the the whole situation because I'm not very familiar with how how you know elephants work. It's like they have a breeding herd. This elephant is like living the life. <laughs> Dude's like I'm busy crushing it. What are y'all doing here? Don't roll up if unless you don't want it, you know? Like, do you guys know the science behind a
4: bull elephant? I'm sure Duncan knows no. the science behind a bull elephant. No. I, I, I don't. You know the no, I'd like to hear elephant? it. When they're ready to breed, <laughs> their testosterone level multiplies by 60 times. Are you serious?
3: <laughs>
4: they won't be stopped.
3: That's like the dude grows a beard, has flannel
2: just goes ham. They become sixty times. They become here. I'm quoting again. They become sexually aggressive and highly violent towards humans. As they, <laughs> <laughs> as they secrete a tar-like discharge on the side of their heads, which warns of their sexual harassment. I mean, that kind of rules. It's like, so listen, like, what's folks.
3: Up? I got tar on the side of my head. Yeah, what's you up? You know what that means? I'm coming. <laughs> I will. I will not
0: be denied. I will not be denied. <laughs> Yeah. I'm an elephant. Yes. This That's is al- what we do. It's very elephant. It's
3: like you saw the tar.
2: Yeah. Bounce. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's the elephant sock on the doorknob dude. Right, right. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, listen, to, to bring it down a notch, um, crime, Yeah. as we've talked with everybody, it's still a big issue. Democrats don't talk about it. Media doesn't talk about it, but it's going on all over the place. And there are some new stats that have come out. We should run the numbers. Yeah. So, the city of Philadelphia has now reached 501 murders Jesus. this year, surpassing the record of 500 homicides in 1990. Now, now remember that is what gave rise to a crime bill. Right. Right? Like we are in a different set of circumstances. When we're talking about a 501 murders in a city, Louisville, the city of 600,000 residents, saw its 174th and 175th homicides of the year in the span of six hours, breaking an all-time record of 173 set, guess what, last year.
3: So, and, and here's the thing is, meanwhile, Dems are like, defund the police. Rashida uh,
2: Tlaib was like, hey, uh, just empty the
3: jails. Empty the jails. Um,
5: I got a question.
4: Cincinnati. Yeah, no, no. You meant it. Cincinnati's in here, too.
2: Yeah, no, Cincinnati, 89 homicides in 2020, marking oh its God. deadliest year for killings on record. So
4: Joe Biden, when he was in the Senate, was actually instrumental in the crime bill. Now that he's president, do you think he's going to do anything about protecting no. the victims? No, nope.
3: no, nope. a, a thing. No, of course not, because that's not what Democrats I, do anymore. You know who else is on here? I, I've warned folks about this city. It's Indianapolis breaks criminal. Okay, breaks, here breaks, we breaks, go. Two hundred eighteen deaths. <laughs> they, they the, the tallest building in that city is two stories tall. I mean, okay, so this is
0: a this is a personal troll <laughs> against me. Cause I'm from Indianapolis and I love Indianapolis, but what I have to say, and I have to agree with smug, I'm going to agree with you.
3: Only two story buildings tops. Well, no, it's just like, I, I, I,
0: I talked to a lot of people from, from Indianapolis from back home and it's just, it's such a fucking shame.
3: That's sad. It
0: makes me really sad because you know, when we graduated college, like a lot of folks were moving back in downtown to Indianapolis yeah. and I thought it was great for the city. It revitalized the city. And they were redeveloping Mass Ave and stuff, and and people who know Indianapolis know what I'm talking about. And these were very depressed areas of the downtown, and and you had young people moving back into the city, and Salesforce was there, and Angie's List was there, and people were moving back in downtown. It, it just felt good. Yep. You know, for for this Midwest community be coming back in to have like a real revitalized downtown. And you see stuff like this and it just
2: breaks your fucking heart. Yeah. Well, oh, it's terrible. I mean, but look, the charm city of Baltimore, Trenton, Cleveland, Austin, yeah. Memphis, Tucson, Minneapolis, and Saint Paul. It says Portland. Mini- Minneapolis
3: bloody summer puts city on pace
2: for most violent year in a generation. Yeah rochester seattle i mean just keep going on down the line but
0: you're looking at like mid-sized cities like
2: you know mm-hmm. i mean it, it,
0: it it's easy to look at some of these stats in aggregate and you and you watch like the nightly news and be like oh man you know it's there's murders in la and there's murders in new york and stuff like that and that's that's terrible but to think that it's it's coming everywhere everywhere It just sucks, man. But don't worry, guys. We have
2: a gender strategy. we (laughs) got a gender strategy, folks. we got a gender gender strategy. strategy. I mean, why the hell isn't everybody talking about this? Every Republican candidate for office should be talking about this at the most possible time. And that you're seeing it on every level beyond just murders.
3: You're seeing crime waves across this country where 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 uh robbers are feeling so emboldened right, the, they'll just rush stores the,
0: the decriminalization of actual crime bingo the fact that we've now retreated to the rule of law in this country because it's inconvenient and, yeah. and,
3: and the lib belief which is just so messed up they're trying to tie poverty and crime together like oh uh yes this person is forced to rob you know a Louis Vuitton because of poverty you not only is that absurd on the face, but you're also basically saying, "Okay, because someone is impoverished, they're a criminal." It's horrible. It's, it's beyond just, just setting low expectations and 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 making it okay for crime, especially when you're putting back when when you're pushing these bills, being like, "Oh, you know, decriminalize it, no bail, you know, let folks run amok like the gentleman who who killed people who attacked a Christmas parade, driving through them." Wait, you guys are saying. Joe Biden isn't
4: doing anything about this.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. the
2: earnest. I love the earnest build. It's big brother. Take. So good. It's so good. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what we're saying. But but look, it's not fooling anybody. If there's been one constituency within a Democratic uh, campaign electorate over the years that they've tried to cultivate its young voters. Yeah. Right. Polling now shows this is according to Politico that. Despite winning roughly three in five voters under 30, Biden's approval rating has slipped below 50% amongst the youngest segment of the electorate. Yeah. That includes, uh, it's a new Harvard youth poll that was released Wednesday that pegs Biden at 46 amongst Americans 18 to 29.
0: Yeah. I mean, when I tell you what's happening to Indianapolis, to those young people who live downtown... It's not actually surprising. Yeah, no, they're pissed. They're, they're pissed, pissed, dude, they can't go back downtown. I know. You know, they can't walk to work anymore.
3: I mean, they I think a lot of people now are seeing how much trash is in that Build Back Brandon bill. Yeah. And they're seeing how this administration is an absolute failure, and they know. You can't
2: you can't fool all the people all the time. I'm totally. shocked.
4: I'm shocked. Totally. He, he said he was going to do something
2: about it. Ernest, Ernest, Big Brother. Okay, fellas. So we've got we've got our choices here. Do we play a game first, or do we reveal Smug's test results?
3: Cliffhanger. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm I think we leave.
0: I think we we leave it to Ashbrook to decide. What do you want, Bill? Let's go game.
3: Game it is. Game.
0: All right. Well, let's play King of the Hill. Okay. Okay. All right, so who do we have today? Smug, you have the defending champion.
3: That's right. I,
2: I think three times. Sh- three time? Yeah. Yeah, she Share might be a rec-
0: record-setting run.
2: I mean, I'm just reaching deep into the bag to try to figure out how to knock this psycho off. Who do you have? Reed Galen. Wow. Wow. Lincoln Project. Yeah. So I, I have a new person here, and the the funny little part, Reed Galen used to beg me for work. <laughs> As a, as a Republican Just operative, putting him on blast. Yeah, no, he used to come in every single cycle and beg for work. Like, oh, what, can, what races can I work? Uh, bah, bah, will you meet with my clients? Uh, bah, 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 bah. And, uh, and now he's turned into a, a Democrat because, you know, basically- Oh, because a, princ- a principle. Yeah, right, right. Principle,
0: not because he couldn't get the work.
2: Right, because because as we all know, Steve and everything with the ge- generational wealth right. had nothing to do with it. No. Right? They, they were trying to build their no. project. He's the good guy. He's yeah. the good guy. Right. Yeah. So I, I just felt like I, I've, been, I've been trying not to use this guy for a long time because I just didn't want to elevate him. But I think he's crazy enough where it, it might work here.
0: Yeah. Well, let's go ringside.
2: Ladies
6: and gentlemen, your attention please. It's time for
5: King of the Hill
6: in the Red Corner, fighting out of the Lincoln Project. In his debut bout for greatness, Reed Schmidt's Boy Gayleg. <laughs> and now, in the blue corner, fighting out of the Muller Report, an upstart. Making a continued defense of her crown, our current champion of the world, Agami Jerry
3: Jacobo!
0: That was so good. That
3: was so good. That's with feeling. <laughs> Sch- you know
0: what? Schmidt's boy. I think what's really important for our listeners to understand is is that is recorded live.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. No, that's he just passion. goes right for it. You see it
0: live. It's not. It's not a pre-recorded, warmed-over bullshit. This is something done live with feeling.
2: No, it, it, it's it's basically like a a full bout. I mean, it's something you'd like to see by a Michael Buffer. Yeah, you know okay all right, so you got first take pal. I got several to choose from so I'm gonna I'm gonna calibrate
0: now round one smug has to go first.
3: Okay, so this is Sherry Jacobus 704 p.m. November 30th. It, it's I'm, I'm gonna get right into it. So uh, it's a quote retweet and and this is just like uh, the human centipede of, of terrible takes people. Sherry Jacobus, is quote retweeting Asha Rangappa, who's CNN's like FBI special? Oh yeah, whoever,
2: this that lady's like who, Russia Gate, who's like w- yeah, total
3: total Russia Gate folk. Uh, she is tweeting at Molly Jong Fast. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, it's incredible. What a collection! And she's saying the AG Post shouldn't be a consolation prize for not getting to be a Supreme Court justice. Garland is obviously brilliant and principled, but this moment calls for someone willing to take some risks to uphold the rule of law. And then Sherry's like, listen, folks, we're not nutty enough. Sherry, quote, retweets that with, Biden will ultimately be held responsible and blamed if Garland lets Trump at all off the hook. Congressional Dems will also be held accountable for their silence <coughs> if they don't immediately, loudly, and unequivocally calling not call calling for Biden to fire Garland. (laughs) This will be a disaster for Dems. Like, honestly, I know there's a lot of factors that go into a midterm, but the one issue that voters care about is if Biden (laughs) fires Garland.
5: I have
0: so, I have so much to say about this as judge and jury. I have to withhold for right now, but that's incredible.
3: It's, 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 it's the human centipede of takes. It's, it's incredible.
2: It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. Um, I think I've got something that just blows it away, though. Um, so, as you know, we're dealing with a Supreme Court hearing. Yes. On the issue of abortion. Yes. And the former mayor of Knoxville tweeted, uh, Abortion stops a beating heart. It's a fact. Yes. Right? That is a, that is a fact. Read... Former Republican. Republican. Pro-life Republican. Right. Has retweeted it and says, so does a nine millimeter shell. What the fuck? You gotta be
5: kidding.
0: This guy's the Republican going to save the Republican Party from Donald
2: Trump. That's what he thinks. <laughs> Let's just keep it crisp, fellas. What a ghoul. <laughs> so does a nine millimeter shell. What a ghoul that is incredible
0: um well so i going back to what what smug brought to the table which which what i really appreciate there smug and you've you've gotten better at this over time in the selling of these takes mm-hmm. you're getting into a good rhythm with with sherry but but the the hamburger of bullshit that you've Constructed here with
2: the quote tweets and everything is 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 powerful, very very powerful.
3: Can you, can you read that again, Holmes?
2: Yeah, I sure can. I'd be happy to. the The initial tweet was abortion stops a beating heart. Mm-hmm. Reed Galen quote tweets it. It says so does a nine millimeter shell. Republican. Read Galen. Republican. Reed Galen. True conservative.
5: True.
2: <laughs> I mean, the inference obviously is that by supporting. The Second Amendment. You are obviously for murder. You're pro murder. You're pro. You're pro murder. Right. Right. Yeah. So pay no attention to the. abortion. doesn't even doesn't even argue the point about abortion stopping and meat a beating heart. Well, of course not. He couldn't. He couldn't do
0: that because he couldn't remain in this facade that he's somehow still a Republican. He couldn't actually a- attack it on its on the grounds of the thing and remain a Republican. So what does he have to do? He has to quote tweet with something unrelated. That's going to get RTs from the far left. Oh yeah. Without saying, hey, I'm actually pro choice. Hey, 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 I actually just want money from far left interests to pretend I'm a Republican still. But he can't say I'm actually pro choice. I don't care about being pro life issues. He can't say that. Can't say it. No. So he's just going to do this hyperbolic bullshit. Nine millimeter shell. And take it's take, very specific right. though it's very specific, and just and just take their money, and, and then go on television, and people are going to say, "Republican strategist," they're going to say, "He's a Republican. He's he's the
2: real conservative." <laughs> and the most psycho amongst them would still not be talking about nine millimeter shells, right? Right. It's oddly specific, but, but but back to
0: Smug's take on all of this with the with the Sherry stuff. What I, what I like about it a lot is what you said earlier. Which is that for Sherry? She, I mean, she genuinely thinks that like this is like a this silver bullet. This is it. This is a midterm silver bullet. This is bullet. A Is that is that uh, Biden has to fire Garland? Absolutely. Like that, there are voters everywhere across the country and in, in polls who are just clamoring. Yeah. For for Merrick Garland to do more.
3: Yeah, you know? it's like. They're sitting at the ballot box
5: and imagine they're, they're, they're refresh on the phone. Right. Like, Just imagine being Biden that, fired that, him
0: that disconnected from what the voters actually care about that you think that like your Twitter feed is reflective of the electorate.
3: And you know, what? I think I think uh, that Reid Galen tweet is so muddled. It's
5: not. Because though. here's the no, thing is, very clear. here's the thing is that very he, clear.
3: He, he's like, so does a, a nine millimeter shell. I mean, like abortions murder.
0: Dude. I respect your ability to fight for your position. And and what Sherry's offering is insane. It doesn't get cleaner and more absurd than what Reed Galen said right there. And for that it's reason, crisp. Holmes
2: wins round one. It's crisp as it gets. It's crisp as it gets. I, I appreciate it. That's why I wanted to go with that number one, because I felt like there was no sort of interpretation. It was just, Nuance doesn't have to be applied was, to that. It was as clean as a gunshot, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> a nine millimeter. A nine millimeter gunshot. Okay. All right. So I got second dibs. I like this one. I like it a lot. I like it for all of the reasons that I think the judge and the jury is going to love it. Um, he retweets a, a sports reporter who is reporting on the statement from Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame. Yeah. Right? And just by way of background, Reed Galen, the reason that the Lincoln Project became a pariah is twofold. One, they had a, a alleged pedophile in John Weaver. <laughs>
3: That's a that, problem. That
2: they, yeah, that they all tried to cover up. The second is it became obvious that they were all pocketing large. All of it.
3: <laughs> all
2: of it, right? I mean, like paying off their mortgages like... <laughs> Setting themselves up, they were stealing. They were stealing resistance bucks, allegedly. 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 Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, there are records saying that members paid off their mortgages yes. using the money that had previously had. All of this has been, been reported. Package. This yes. isn't conjecture. No,
2: no, no. Yeah. I'm not bringing up anything new. But that's just the background that yes. you should be aware of. So Reed retweets Brian Kelly's statement. Yes. About why he's leaving Notre Dame, and says. These guys are just in it for the money. Oh, my. That's funny. All right, that's funny. (laughs) The players get little, often left behind for their trouble. (laughs) And you know what? I got it. Imagine being less self-aware of what you do
0: for a living. So,
3: and you know what? I, I, I'm going to fight fire with fire because I have a lot of cards to play. I'm going to go right into that vein. Okay. Right of, of a complete lack of, of self-awareness. Okay. Right? Okay. Here we okay. go. So this is uh, Sherry Jacobus, 1022 a.m., November 30th. She's quote retweeting. Ten, no, 1022 ten, a.m. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's quote retweeting. uh uh, a guy and and uh he says garland is going to follow the law plain and simple she says sorry but quote kenny 288903114567 with 28 followers is incredible and in fact is evidence of a bot and troll up to beat us into complacency that should concern all of us and perhaps should not be ignored by the Garland cheerleaders, quote, who increasingly ignore a lot. Here's the thing is, She's Sherry knows for Sherry knows what matters in the midterms. <laughs> it's basically come down between Garland supporters and people who support democracy, and the Garland supporters are allowing bots She's to just, push the agenda like Kenny28890. She just invents... Invents oh, yeah. psyops it's, against it's her. It's so awesome. Whenever she's opposed, she just invents a she's psyop. Like, Wait a minute! I'm not wrong. You're clearly a psyop created by Russia or Garland supporters <clears throat> or like fill in the fill in the blank because everybody knows we got to get rid of Garland if we want to win the midterms.
4: Can I file an
2: amicus brief? Okay. Oh, a friend w- of the court. Wow. Have we've this is a precedent setting event. Th- this is new. Yeah.
4: Cherry Jacobus is clearly a Joe DiMaggio of our time. Uh, she is very spe- a very special talent, but I just cannot imagine the lunacy that comes with attacking Brian Kelly as the guy who's after the money, when the entire uh, idea behind the Lincoln Project is cashing out on Republican.
5: Generational wealth. I mean wealth. Th-
4: this
3: is a generational pocket. wealth this is, is this, is, this is this is trying to influence the court. Yeah, Ashbrook filing it, a, an amicus, an amicus brief.
0: brief are you gonna accept for, gonna reject for, it. for homes. You know what? I am gonna reject it. Oh you rejected it. Know. It is it is rejected. This rejected court it. this court does not accept
2: I want can I approach? Can I approach? You can approach. Um I want the court to know I didn't ask for it. I didn't think it was necessary. I felt well, like... And, like, I, 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 and I, appre- I
0: appreciate the amicus brief from a gentleman who understands football and, and Notre Dame. I guess what I'm saying here is that what what Sherry brought to the table in this take in particular isn't just the Merrick Garland stuff that you were saying, Holmes. She's describing a paranoia. A paranoia that if you walked into an insane asylum <laughs> and you were a family member who cared about her and you showed her Twitter feed to a doctor, that I think a reasonable person could get her involuntarily committed like 48 for 48 hour hours. Like, like a hold. Yeah. It could be done. <laughs> Dude, I, I do. Th- what, I mean, I Say that. I can't say that? In theory. I, that. you know, in I think theory, I can't, that's my opinion. You know, many yeah. people are saying.
3: Many people are saying, in theory. Say
0: that's my opinion. That's,
3: yeah, in theory, because that's how it works.
0: I think legally like I, I can, can say that. Such. <laughs> in theory. It is my opinion Okay, that that if you looked at her Twitter feed and the paranoia that seeps through every one of her tweets, that she could be involuntarily committed based on the content therein. That's right. That and, is an opinion.
3: And, and further, I would I would like to say this: this court is cloaked in an immense power. Immense power. And, and do not let Holmes try to whoa, bully whoa, you into a whoa, position.
2: Whoa, John! I'd like to just judge and jury. Oh wow! We're going to gonna bring another amicus brief. No no, no, oh, no, 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 as a friend of the court, I just like to ask: uh, Did I ever approach you about filing an amicus in this case? Not at all. Your in your honor, I'd like to I just like to make the
4: point that okay. Jacobus. Is clearly an insane, many people are saying, insane tweeter. You're worried about what I was saying. Many many people are
2: saying, no longer worried about what you're
5: saying.
4: (laughs) The point I'm merely trying to make is that this is a sport of surprise.
2: Yes, this is a surprise take.
4: And if you are a Republican and you are making comparisons to Brian Kelly, who left his team in a lurch. I just think that's special—a special sort of lunacy.
0: I do think it's special. I don't think it's more special though than randomly calling out Twitter accounts as being an operation against you. Yep. And for that reason, Smug wins Let's round go. two.
2: Okay. Right. Okay. We I'll take. Listen. I'll battle. take it. I'll take it. All right, pal. What you got for round three?
3: You know, I, I really want to the theme going with garland
2: because i, I want mean, to make she's this like a one trick at this i
3: point. mean i mean you can you can try that I, I i'm 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 saying i want to win this on just like a, a garland blitz cry oh, i take it of just run it run you know you gotta run the ball yeah okay. if you're moving if you're getting the first downs you gotta run the ball that's a good strategy and here we go so 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 this is <laughs> <laughs> he's dying she's, can't even say man, it she's out of control This is uh, November thirtieth, ten oh eight AM, ten oh eight AM, which is just like AM, fifteen minutes before the, the previous bomb that she drops. She says. She, quote, retweets herself to start off with. Hell yeah. Right, here we go again. A,
0: a misuse of the internet. Yeah, go, a misuse. So, so
3: her initial tweet was, History will not be kind to Merrick Garland. Should he not hold Trump and his criminal allies to account? If Garland decides Trump is above the law, he will be viewed as Benedict Arnold, and he will not be preserving any institutions worth saving. This is a pivotal moment. But here's her tweet is, And please stop, quote, trusting those who are still telling us, quote, justice takes time, quote, trust the process, (laughs) bullying us into submission. Some have doubled down out of ego. Some are traitors and some have made it their, quote, brand. It's their PR. It's put up or shut up time. Demand justice. Dude, she
0: is the Lynn Wood of the left. It's awesome. That is incredible. Yeah, Yeah. we
3: have, we have, well, (laughs) I mean, that is, that is incredible. Can
4: Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. That fits into one tweet? It fits entire into one tweet. I feel like it's a
3: qu- paragraph. Well, no, it's a it like, it, like a It's, oh, it's I, a I, quote tweet of her happy. previous tweet. Yeah, I'm happy to present yeah. to the court.
2: Wow. That is We one. have visual There's evidence a that's a been words. submitted to There's the court. There's a lot of words there. It, it's something else. Yeah. Yeah, no, look I, look it's good. I feel like we're sort of wearing on her groove. Oh. Right. Don't, but, speak, don't speak for this court. But, but, uh, but well, so. so <laughs>
3: no. he's been trying to do? What's he's been trying to do? So, no, no, no. so Very respectful of the judge
2: and jury. So I'm very respectful. But here's what I'm trying to say is if you want to stay on genre, I'll stay on genre. If you want to run the ball, I'll run the ball. Wow. Here's Reed Galen. Okay. Let's run the ball. Okay. Reed Galen is retweeting Ronna McDaniel, the chairwoman of the Republican National Committee. Yes. She says very simply, on December 1st at 1.45 p.m., life is precious and worth defending. Simple. I think we all agree with that. He's retweeted it. <laughs> Unless it's against mass shootings and COVID-19, then you're all in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, so No, no, no. No, no, no. Standard it's trash. not standard for two reasons. One, he injects the mass shootings back from the 9 millimeter. Yeah. Gig, right? But two, he slips COVID-19, hashtagged it.
0: Yeah.
2: Hashtag COVID-19. For cloud.
0: He's got to get the RTs. Got to
2: get the cloud in there. Yeah. Then you're all in. So what he's saying explicitly is that not only is the Republican National Committee not against COVID-19. Right. That they cannot appreciate precious life worth defending because of their posture for mass shootings and COVID 19. Yeah. That's as outrageous as it gets. It's like the nine millimeter thing.
0: It's like, it's this genre of never Trump, which is like, he can't, he obviously can't say, I am also pro life. Because if he
2: did, then he wouldn't have clout. He couldn't get the money from the lips. Well, he's also had an entire—like, that's not one of those things that you can switch, right? But he's trying to. Right. You know, there there are some things that you can't switch. He was also pro-gun. Right. Right? But now he's all against mass shootings. But I think that what differentiates this particular deal is the idea that the Republican National Committee chairwoman cannot say that life is precious and worth defending because, as chairwoman of the Republican National Committee, she's for COVID-19. For covid I mean that is it. More more people have died under
0: Joe Biden on, with COVID. She, mean, she, she, she's pro COVID. She's the pro COVID. Pro COVID. Because because she doesn't want unfettered abortion.
2: Then you're all in. Right. All in on, on death.
0: Hey smug. Um, can you just give me a reread real Absolutely. quick?
3: Absolutely. Uh, the, the tweet itself, and please stop quote trusting those who are. St- Still telling us, quote, justice takes time, quote, trust the process, bullying us into submission. Some have doubled down out of ego. Some are traitors and some have made it their, quote, brand. It's their PR. It's put up or shut up time. Demand justice.
0: See, what I do like about that is it's the um, no one fights hard, hard enough. Bingo. Than me. At least she fights. She fights. At least she fights. It's the Lynn Wood yep. thing, which is totally detached from reality. But what she's doing is she's setting it up for the people who still give her quote quote tweets and RTs and, and likes that everyone, everyone else will fail you except for
2: me. That's right. I think, I mean,
3: look, That's I get the that. the thing.
2: She's the truth teller. Yeah.
3: She's the only she's one. She's telling
2: the truth. Yeah. I, I, she's I, the only one who knows I, the voters want. I, <laughs> get, <laughs> you know? listen, I get that. But for three long wins, she has played the Garland. She has
3: game. But here's the thing is, here's the thing is, I want to run the ball on Garland today, but 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 the judge and jury got it. The genres completely well, we'll change. You can play the Looney Tune. You can play the at least he fights card. She is a Renaissance woman. That's the thing; is it, it, it's not about Garland. It's about the ways it's
2: deployed. We're it's not talking about woman. with Reed Galen. He's not saying like we need common sense gun reform. Read the lib. Read just need, a lip. And you need to have like a better COVID strategy. He's saying you're four mass shootings in COVID nineteen. I mean, that is,
3: I mean the that's shock is that clean a project dude has lib takes. Clean as it gets. That's uh, microwaved, but like for her to to do the whole run the whole gamut of like a nutty take because people are like, oh, Sherry's only got nutty takes. At least she fights take, which I loved about this. She's like, listen, folks, they're traitors. Right, right. Straight up.
0: She's attacking other Democrats. Yes. And saying that they're not fighting hard enough. Bingo. To to defeat (laughs) Merrick Garland, which is like. Insane. That's next level. That's That's next next level. Only I fight. It's good. Gosh. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting soft. <clears throat> I might be getting soft. Uh, I just cannot, with all the news that's going on right now at the Supreme Court, in in the issue of life, I just cannot allow a so-called Republican to sit there. Is that and, nine you know, millitake? take. And I I just can't. I cannot sit there. And have a so-called Republican, a person who thinks that they're better than us, who's going to restore the Republican Party, sit there and try to conflate covid with being pro-life (laughs) because
5: it's it's
0: just it's so fucking offensive. It's so offensive to like a base human level, not a political level, you know, aside from that, it's so offensive,
2: corrosive.
0: Just and,
4: absolutely
2: close. And that
0: these are the people who are going to elevate the Republican Party back to a position of stature. And that position of stature, of course, is just being allowed on MSNBC. <laughs> that I just. That's a good. I just. I dude I I, I love the Sherry take. But I, but she is defeated today.
2: Oh, She's
0: defeated by Reed Galen. Roms wins.
2: and Reed Galen finally dethrones the queen. It is an incredible moment. I couldn't be more proud. Oh.
3: I mean it was it was a valiant fight. I mean that was an insane take. What Listen,
2: I've gotten my teeth kicked in by this lady for
0: 3 long weeks. And de- deservedly so. I mean she's brought some incredible incredible stuff. But what I, what I think we have to do is we got to go to Ashbrook for some post-game analysis. <laughs>
4: Until today, it was Bobby Thompson of the New York baseball giants who stood alone with a shot heard around the world. Today, it was Reed Galen knocking off Cherry Jacobus in a Christmas miracle and a new standard for King of the Hill. Reed, congratulations on your victory. (laughs) I like that. The old newsman tastes great. <laughs> Some additional color,
0: I always appreciate that.
2: <laughs> well, I love it, folks. Uh, we got to get to an interview, and I know we're running a little long, uh, but we have to do the test results.
3: Let's see this. Let, let's uh, let, let's go to
2: Ashbrook. Yeah, Ashbrook, what, what, op- open this up, Johnny. Yeah. Open open up the the machine you got over there.
4: What I'll tell to the audience right now. Is you're going to have to wait till the end of the interview.
2: Oh, oh man. man. Okay. All right. So this is Bruce Westerman, who is the ranking member on the Natural Resources Committee in the House. A lot of good learning here. Listen in. I want to welcome to the program Congressman Bruce Westerman. Congressman, how are you?
1: Doing great, Josh. Good to be with you. I've uh, been looking forward to being on your show. Yeah, listen, this is fun. And I
2: always like to... uh to, to get a chance to talk to the people that we read about every day. And you've been doing a lot of great work. You're from Arkansas first. That's right. That's right. Go home. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Back in the mix. Uh, and but you're also the ranking member now on the Committee on Natural Resources. And so you've got your hands full on here. I, I've always felt like when Democrats control the House, they ought to rename that committee. It should just be like a committee on nature or something, because the resources part doesn't seem like they totally get their hands around. It.
1: Yeah, you described it pretty well there. You know, I always use the illustration of conservation versus preservation. Uh, and when you're dealing with with nature, uh, you can conserve it. You can be a good steward of it, but you can't preserve it like you do art on a wall because <laughs> nature is always changing. You know, the way you preserve nature is you take a cucumber, you boil it in vinegar and put it in a jar and you have a pickle. <laughs> uh, but there's a big difference between preservation and conservation. And what uh, what I want to promote is conservation, which is really obviously derived from the word cons- uh, conservative, conserve, mm-hmm. conservation. It's a Republican conservative idea to be good stewards of what we have and pass it along to future generations in better shape than we found it.
2: Well, that's the thing that's always confounded me about the way the Democrats have imp- approached environmental issues is that they're... They- They act as though there is a party that is all for pollution, right? (laughs) Right. Like like there's any single member of Congress who's like, yeah, you know, let's just destroy the hell out of everything. Right. I mean, so the straw man doesn't exist. The question is whether or not you take a, a climate change agenda like Democrats have and make it a religion or whether you do what you're suggesting and having more of a conservation approach.
1: Yeah, we all breathe the same air, drink the same water. Uh, You know, nobody wants to breathe contaminated air or drink uh, contaminated water, whether you're Republican, Democrat or independent. And I love to remind my friends across the aisle that the father of conservation was Teddy Roosevelt, a Republican. (laughs) And when you look at the what they call the bedrock environmental laws, um, the Clean Air Act, the Clean Water Act, the Endangered Species Act, Uh, Even the formation of the EPA came under a Republican administration with Richard Nixon. So it's not like they've got the market cornered on being good stewards. And actually, I think it has become more of religion to a lot of them. And, uh, you know, they want to be take a hands off approach. You know, don't touch any of our resources, lock them away and try to practice this idea of preservation, uh, which is not good for the environment or the economy. So we, we look at market-based approaches. You know, how do we uh, steward the, the resources that we have? How do we make life better for people? And and part of that's making the environment better at the same time. And there's, I people wanna say that the environment and the economy are mutually exclusive, but actually they're dependent upon one another. Yeah. Go. Go look at the countries in the world that have the worst economies and look at the environment there. Look at how people care about their resources and their environment where their main concern is, are they gonna be able to get a meal? Are they gonna be able to have uh, the necessities of life? Uh, They don't really uh, put a high priority on taking care of the environment around them. So because we're blessed in this country, and because we've been good stewards over the years, we've messed up in places, but we've created an economy that allows us to reinvest and to uh, to do research and understand how we can be better stewards of the uh, environment. And that's pretty simple. The the platform I'm pushing in the Natural Resources Committee. Yeah, I
2: mean, it seems pretty straightforward. I wish you were that straightforward because we've got another side of the argument that. You know, comes into office, sweeps in, shuts things down like the Keystone Pipeline, makes it more difficult for oil and gas leasing. All of a sudden, you know, their approach is kind of the opposite of what you just outlined. It it is just a a, a management by shutdown of all natural resources in this country. I wonder, from your perspective, I is this just a, a departure from reality? Is this just is it become basically a religion for for progressives?
1: Well, I, I always like to talk about forestry because I've uh, got an undergraduate degree in engineering, but I've got a graduate degree in forestry. And I didn't know, you know, back when I went to forestry school that someday I was going to be the only forester in the, the House of Representatives. What
2: is, what is forester school? What's that like? Like you just go out and take a look at some trees and talk yeah, about?
1: Yeah, cut some <laughs> trees down, count the rings in them, figure out how they grow, how they, how they react. Uh, really, all forestry is is looking at how natural um, events occur and how you can step in and and do controlled um, management that mimics natural events uh, and you working with nature instead of against nature. And you know, but when I look at what's happening on our federal forest lands where we're seeing millions of acres go up in catastrophic wildfire spewing, millions of tons of carbon into the atmosphere, Uh, where trees are actually kind of, they're they're our best friends when it comes to the environment. We measure environmental quality on water quality and air quality, and trees are critical to both of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt called trees the lungs of the earth through photosynthesis, they breathe in carbon dioxide, they breathe out oxygen, they store that carbon in the tree Uh, For as long as that tree is is around, and even if you take the tree and make some kind of wood product out of it, that wood is about 40 to 50 percent by dry weight, pure carbon. So if you're building a building out of wood, you're kind of creating a carbon battery. And if you do the forestry sustainable, you're growing more trees up and sucking more carbon out of the atmosphere. Listen to this, uh, so
2: Congressman. I didn't know we were going to get a science lesson here this morning, but well, that's terrific.
1: This, this, is, this is basic junior high science on, yeah. on photosynthesis. <laughs> Uh, we won't, we won't get too far into the uh, the chloroplast and the inner working of, of the leaf, but uh, uh it's good because <laughs> this is the junior high
2: level of science, is about what I, about what I accomplished.
1: <laughs> but the, the part a lot of people don't realize is how critical healthy forests are to water quality, yeah. Uh, so if you've got vegetation there that's holding the soil in place, um, you're uh, you're cleaning the waters that falls on the on the earth. About two thirds of the drinking water in the United States comes from runoff off of forested areas. So when you see these massive, devastating wildfires it destroys the vegetation, then you get the flooding. It washes all the topsoil into the rivers, which is bad for fish. It's bad for water quality. Um, and the bad part about all of that is we could do better. We know how to do better, but because of a lot of uh, false or faux environmental activism. Uh, it's more of a hands off approach. And people think you can just leave these forests like they are, and everything's going to be good. But nature doesn't work that way. Nature yeah. I mean, what- fire to correct the, uh, the bad management.
2: Right. So I mean, what you're describing, basically, is it is the age old argument that Republicans and Democrats have had about forest management, cleaning up the forest, control logging, things like you know, just the basics that make sense to almost everything, everybody except for a progressive liberal these days. And they say you can't even go in the dang thing and then it burns to the ground.
1: Yeah. You either uh, manage it with the tools that we have or or nature is going to manage it. And when nature does it, this pendulum swings really far from one direction to the other. Uh, But also the thing about forests are that they're living dynamic, changing organisms so if your decision is not to manage you just made a management decision yeah Um, Yeah, no, no decision no action is an action and the forest is going to change and uh and that's what's happening out west they're getting overgrown you've got too many trees per acre they're competing for nutrients competing for sunlight competing for water they get weakened insects and disease come along attack it kill the trees you get a lightning strike and all the forests go up in in smoke
2: yeah uh,
1: well help us
2: learn a little bit about you know this debate with the build back better piece of garbage uh from my perspective that democrats have been working on here for the better part of the last six seven months but a big part of that was them trying to shoehorn environmental activism into that and of course this all kind of started a year ago or a couple years ago with the green new deal and AOC and the nonsense that they were talking about, but help us understand in this build back better bill, what is in here from a, a I guess, a climate perspective that's trouble, that's troubling you.
1: you know, there's a lot that that troubles me. Uh, I'll go back to my engineering background now. I spent about two and a half decades doing uh, engineering work. And one of the things I would have to tell clients sometimes is I'm sorry, but what you want to do, it won't work. And sometimes I feel like I need to just sit down with my friends across the aisle and say, look, look in my eyes, what you're wanting to do, it it won't work. You're trying to uh, uh, solve a problem that you haven't even really defined yet. And, you know, one example of that is the huge focus on electric vehicles. So if you just back up and look at what's happening with carbon in the in the atmosphere. The US produces about 15% of greenhouse gas emissions. 29% of that comes from all of transportation, not just passenger vehicles, but cars, trucks, ships, planes, trains, everything that burns fossil fuels in the transportation sector is 29%. So if you eliminated all fossil fuels out of transportation in the US uh, and could replace that with non-carbon energy, you're down to reducing global greenhouse gas emissions by less than 4%. But if you just replace passenger vehicles in the US, you're looking at less than 1% impact on global carbon emissions. Amazing. So, and all of the focus on this bill seems to be on electric vehicles, You know, giving huge tax incentives for electric vehicles. Um, they want to, not allow us to mine the elements and the minerals that are needed to make the batteries and the components for an electric vehicle. <laughs> That's but the if, thing if, that
2: I don't understand. It's, uh, all that does is make us relying on China,
1: right? Absolutely. I mean, and it shifts wealth from the U.S. to China. And so look at what's happening globally. We're at 15% of greenhouse gas emissions. China's at 30%. Last year, China built 38 gigawatts of coal powered plants. Yeah. So that's one large power plant every week. So we're going to put all the the burden of cleaning carbon out of the atmosphere on the American consumer, which at the end of the day, the math doesn't add up. And China's laughing all the way to the bank while they're building coal-powered plants to make the stuff that we need to convert uh, uh, to a more expensive form of transportation here. I mean, if you really wanted to solve that problem, look more at at hydrogen and producing hydrogen with nuclear power. There's other like more logical ways to do it. But at the end of the day, I think energy policy needs to be three things. It needs to be the most reliable, the lowest cost, and the cleanest. And the way we impact the globe is we come up with those innovations so that when countries are developing, they adapt our technology because it's the lowest cost and the most reliable, and it happens to be the cleanest. Why would China go with coal? It's because coal is very reliable and it's very low cost and they don't really care how clean it is.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really remarkable. I want to go back to one thing that you said about the electric cars that I didn't actually connect before, which is in the same bill that they're providing these tax incentives for electric car development and purchase and everything else. They are also limiting our ability to mine the resources needed to produce these electric cars.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that that is
2: a policy that the only result of which is to just hand American dollars over to China.
1: You're right. American dollars and American jobs. Um,
2: man. Incredible. More people need to talk about that.
1: In the first bill that came uh, before our Committee on Natural Resources, where we had jurisdiction on this reconciliation bill, There was a $350 million line item, and you can't make this stuff up, a $350 million line item to shut down a copper mine in Arizona. Now, this copper mine in in Superior, Arizona, could produce 20% of the U.S. copper needs for the next 50 years. It's 7,000 feet below ground. I've actually went to this mine. I rode an elevator for over 20 minutes to get to the bottom of it. The surface area is 50 acres that are that's disturbed. John McCain and Harry Reid came up with a bipartisan agreement for this lease on the mine back in 2014. There's been $2 billion invested in this mine. The original version of this bill was going to strip that lease at a cost of $350 million to the US taxpayer, leave the company that invested $2 billion in the mine just out to dry, which would send a terrible signal to future investments on federal land. And they're doing it all in the name of saving a sacred oak flat. What? A what? A sacred oak (laughs) flat. So, you know, I'm the forester in Congress. I went to this place and the best I can remember, it was in the desert. And one thing I noticed when I travel or what kind of trees are there. Um, So you can- There were none. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> On the 50 acres where this site is, I'm pretty sure there wasn't anything green inside the fence, but that's the mentality that they have, you know, don't develop these resources here. They're um, up in Northern Minnesota. You've got, Oh, I'm familiar them. with that. Yeah. The iron yeah. ore up there. Yeah. Well, you've also, they've, they've discovered a um, huge deposit of of copper and nickel and cobalt. Uh, You know, the cobalt that's in the battery in your cell phone right now uh, likely came out of a mine in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, a Chinese-operated mine with child slave labor. Now, we'd rather, uh, the Democrats would rather us continue getting cobalt from there than developing those resources, again, from an underground mine in northern Minnesota where we have uh, a lot of deposits of it.
5: Incredible.
1: The same breath that they're saying we've got to electrify everything, they're saying, but we can't produce the natural resources and the raw materials here in the U.S. to build these things. And it's not just the mining of the resource. Think about the refinement of those resources, all the jobs that could be produced as you take this resource from the earth and refine it and then manufacture it into products. Right now, uh, you look at where we get most of the solar panels. They're coming from a, a region in China where the uh, they're made by Uyghurs. I mean, you got to be kidding me. So
2: so do you ever look at your your Democratic colleagues and say, look, I understand you've got a, a a policy difference with us on this, but you know ultimately what you're trying to do is just empowering basically China and every other country on earth over Americans when it comes to the production of these resources. I mean, do, do they?
1: Yeah, I, I make that point all the time, but it seems to fall on On deaf ears. And, you know, I'm not saying we can make every single thing we need here in the U.S., but at least we've got allies all around the world. Have this stuff built in Mexico or Canada or Australia or New Zealand, Taiwan. There's a lot of places we could modify our supply chain so that we're not so dependent on, on China. But the policies that they're putting in place through this reconciliation bill from a natural resources standpoint, from a jobs and manufacturing standpoint, It's just going to shift American wealth to China, which plays right into their hands of world economic dominance. They're not shy about saying, talking about their one belt, one road policy. Uh, And they have to just be laughing at us,
2: man. Unbelievable. Listen, Congressman Westerman, you are a perfect example of why we need a Republican House in 2022 your hands on a gavel compared to where it's at now would make all the difference when it comes to these kind of issues. So I appreciate you giving us a little education. I do have three big questions for you to wrap up here though. All right. So the first one, and these are, these are the big ones. These are the ones that everybody pays attention to. So you got to, you know, I think this stuff through the first is your last meal on earth. What would it be?
1: My last meal. On, so I'm not going to be worried about, calories awesome. or heart health or anything. So I'm going, I'm from the south. I'm going fried food. Okay. I'm gonna start with uh fried wild turkey breast.
2: Oh wow okay
1: fried fried fish crappie <laughs> and I'm probably going to do some maybe I may even go fried potatoes uh cornbread um and probably some homemade ice cream to top all that off. Oh,
2: man, that sounds good. I, you
1: know, man, I didn't realize. i going to put some ribs on the side, <laughs> some, some barbecued ribs on the side. Yeah, no,
2: you, you're going to go in full, no question about it. Uh, I didn't realize y'all had uh, crappie down in Arkansas.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. We've got great crappie fishing in Arkansas.
2: Do you have any walleye down there?
1: We've got walleye, yeah. Huh. I, had a, I had a college roommate from Minnesota. He, he and I played football together, and he came home with me one spring break, and we went on this big camping trip, and he, he we were bass fishing, and all of a sudden – He's reeling this fish up that has the you know, the shiny glass eye looking at him. He almost fell out of the boat. He had no <laughs> idea there were walleye. And at one, at one time, Arkansas had the world record
2: walleye. Uh, you know what? Now that you say that, I seem to remember. I knew it was down south. I didn't know it was Arkansas. Well, I'm from the Minnesota originally, so we got a soft spot for the walleye. But that's great. Good fishing. I love the meal choice. I love the meal choice. Uh, and walleye right. is a
1: good fish, too. It I'm is. Like, oh, it's,
2: it's wonderful. Maybe let's go ahead and throw up some walleye and put it on the plate. <laughs> A little beer batter on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right. So second question. If you never got into public service at all, what do you think you'd be doing with your life?
1: Well, I did engineering work for, like I said, almost two and a half decades. So this I, is a
2: blue sky question. You can say anything though, you know, it's yeah, engineering I'll, or it could be,
1: you know, playing NBA basketball. Yeah, that's probably not an option there, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I love to build stuff. I think that's why I liked engineering. Uh, I'm actually I built my own house, and when I say I built it, I didn't like hire contractors to build it. I drove the nails, poured the concrete, did wow. the wiring, and plumbing, and all that. So I think I could go do something where I was where I was building things. You know, I love that. But the problem with Congress is that everything's always kind of conceptual and it's paper and you pass a law and someday you might see the result of it. But when you're doing engineering and construction work, you you do a lot of paper and calculations. And then months later, you see something being built. And you go put
2: it up and it's hard to deny its existence once it's standing there. That's great. I love that. Well, listen, here's the third question. And this one's a, a little bit more esoteric. It goes to your motivations. And the question is, Congressman Westerman, what motivates you more? the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat?
1: Oh, that's, it's, it's easily the agony of defeat. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's, uh, I played, I played football in college, played sports all my life. Uh, I've got four kids. They all played high school sports and that fear of losing is a a much bigger motivator than the, the thrill of, of winning. And the way I always Told it to my kids. My my last high school football game, we were undefeated, so we're playing in the state playoffs, and we get beat. You know, it it hurt terrible. I still I can relive almost every play of that game. I was just going to say
2: the previous eleven games, you probably don't remember much about, but you probably remember every second of that one.
1: Exactly, and the reason it hurt is because we had won so many games, and there was all this anticipation and excitement. So for when The worse a defeat hurts, I think the more you realize how successful you were to get to that point where the defeat really hurts. <laughs> uh, but the more, you, the more you win, the more you, you hate this idea of, of losing and it motivates you to, uh, to work harder. And you, 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 know, you hate this in life, but when you look back, you always realize you learn more from losing than probably you did from winning. That
2: is the hard truth. No question about it. Listen, Congressman Westerman, I can't thank you enough for joining us, giving us an education on the natural resources of this country. And God willing, you have a you have a uh, gavel in your hand come next, uh, I guess, a year from January.
1: Yeah, we're working hard to uh, to make that happen. Uh, Not so I can have the gavel necessarily, but so uh, Republicans can be in charge and stop the crazy stuff and get some common sense back into uh, what's happening here in Congress.
2: Well, it sounds good. Stay in touch. And, and if there's anything big happening on the committee we ought to know about, uh, give us a buzz. and We'll we'll love to have you back on.
1: Thanks, Josh. God Take care. Have a good day. Yeah.
2: Really smart guy. You know, here's here's the thing that I get away from all the interviews that we do on the program is that we've got a little bit of something for everybody, right? Like most Republicans wouldn't think that you've got like an environmental and forestry expert within your ranks. Right. We do. This is the guy.
0: Yeah, I mean cuz like if you listen to like CNN or MSNBC and you listen to like the media writ large, you just think Republicans are a bunch of these knuckle draggers who have no opinions They're about like, anything. Duh,
2: duh, duh, They're right. duh, like January 6th. Duh, right. duh, duh, duh. Right. Not this dude. He no. actually is, a, is an extremely well-educated guy, but he's done a lot of work on this. I can't wait for guys like that to have the gavel. Yeah. All right, Let's Johnny, let's got, do it. We
4: got the results. Let's get to the results. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a verdict. Can I
2: say? Can I say that I'm just a little nervous about this? We've just filmed. We just done a, a full show. This is like a Maury episode, and it's more. It's more. It's more for you and I, yeah. than it is for Smug because if right, it's a positive thing. This is going to be a real problem. We
0: might have some issues. It's like a Maury episode where we find out if you're
4: the father or not. <laughs> Abbott Labs is a very respectable. Yeah, organization, very in our society, highly respected. Like he's building it up, and they provide Americans with an opportunity to do a rapid test. <laughs> Smug, we did your COVID nineteen test <laughs> at the very beginning of this program. We swabbed both nasal uh, cavities, cavities, cavities yeah. and um, and we applied the solution. Yeah, and we ran the test during the the the. Show, she's <laughs> really building it up. I like it. And what we've learned is that the sample <clears throat> is negative. Let's wow! Go. Oh, yes, <laughs> go. yes. Let's you, go. You don't have COVID, Smug. <laughs> wow! Can I get just for Fantastic old time's sakes?
2: Can I get a? Can I get a run of the tune just so we could we could celebrate? Smug walked in. It was a global pandemic. People in their homes teaching academics. He didn't pay any it no mind. Kept right on drinking, having good time. And after
6: one round with Old Corona, he had shallow breathing and called it jet lag. And after two rounds with Old Corona, Delta this time and it was a drag. And after three rounds with Old Corona. Smug brings it
2: around like a travel bag. <laughs> <laughs> so good!
3: It's so good. Great time. Just, uh, good time. I just uh, hey, good for you, yeah, bro. Nice to Feels have great. you back. I was worried. Feels I was
5: great. a little
2: worried. Good to be back. I was wondering what I was going to tell my family if that came up the other way. Yeah. I mean,
3: I, I mean, I knew. I'm glad I'm exonerated. And you know what, folks? That was another banger of an episode. Outstanding work. Thank you. So much to our listeners. Thank you to my well-wishers. So, until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Tuesday. Stay ruthless.